All right, uh, let's move on to, I know, a game that you're very excited about. The Miami Dolphins that travel in Chicago take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, Miami is coming off of a win against the Detroit Lions. Um, they look great on offense. On defense, they had some issues. And then the Bears are coming off of a loss, a pretty a pretty uh, big beatdown against the, the Cowboys. But uh, let me turn it over to you, Puma. I know it's your team. I know you already watched this game. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. Uh, it got a little dicey against the Detroit Lions last week. Uh, they barely covered that three-point spread. Uh, it got a little interesting towards the end of the game. But, I mean, Tua picked up uh, right where he left off at the beginning of the year. And I, I understand it's the Detroit Lions. Their defense is horrid. But it's a good get you know bounce-back spot for Tua in this offense. And, I mean, he... I think he ended the day with you know four touchdowns or damn near four touchdowns. I mean Tyreek got involved, Waddle got involved. I think Waddle got two of them. Uh, Gasecki got a touchdown here, and hell, even two of was you know running and moving the sticks. So he looked good. He looked like he was feeling himself here. Um, the only thing with the Bears is it seems like they started to open up the offense a bit more, and. I mean, I, I'm expecting Claypool mm-hmm. to play, you know, because of how bad the wide receiver core is. And that's nothing to take. I'm not taking shots at Darryl, Darnell Mooney here. But, you know, Equiminius St. Brown is not a legit wide receiver, too. He's just wide receiver, too, by default. Uh, you know, Nikhil Harry, we all know about Nikhil Harry's run in New England here. That wide receiver core leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I think it's good to get in-game reps between Claypool and Fields. And Fields is feeling himself. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Jay, the Bears were in that game until Khalil Herbert Mm -hmm. fumbled that football. Mm -hmm. And then then the wheels fell off the bus, and the rest is history. Up until that point, the Bears were a very live underdog in that Dallas Cowboys game. Um, And also, weather might be a factor in Mm -hmm. Chicago this weekend. Uh, They're talking about gusts north to 25 miles an hour. You know, obviously, it's going to be it's going to start getting cold on the uh, the Great Lakes up there. So we'll see how this offense looks in cold weather type climates, because that's going to come back, uh, you know, towards the end of the season when we play the Buffalo Bills. Um, I have the Dolphins winning this game, but one of my best bets, I'll get into it later, is uh, the Chicago Bears getting the five points. Boom, I got the Bears win this game. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're a live dog. I I think the way this game is going to go with it being November in Chicago, the wind is going to be picking up. You might see some precipitation. I think all of that is going to force us into a ground and pound defensive game. I think the aerial attack that we saw inside a dome in Detroit last week with the Miami Dolphins might be negated by the elements. Uh, And I think, well, what the Bears have done so far, I've been so impressed. Like, listen, I'm I'm no Matt Eberflus fan, and I still am not, uh, but I am surprised at how he was able to watch what the Ravens did to Bill Belichick's defense, went into the lab in that bye week leading up to the Patriots game, kind of revamped their offense a little bit. I mean, they're using a lot more of those. I've seen the Bills do this where they take that fullback and guard and pull him and then Justin Fields running right down their throat as well. Like, Justin Fields is a is a fairly big dude. He's not Josh Allen, but he's bigger than the average quarterback. He's about 6'4", uh, 225 pounds, and he's very, very athletic. So they're doing a great job with him running, and, and all that running with Justin Fields has really opened up the passing game. Now, he's still mm-hmm. erratic sometimes. He can still obviously miss a wide-open receiver here and there, but I, I am very excited to see what Justin Fields does this week, how he progresses. And I also want to see what Claypool does. Obviously, we're not expecting a lot out of him being his first week in, in Chicago. But I want to see if he can pick up some of the offense, give him a little bit of deep threat downfield. And we'll see what happens. Now, the other end, the Dolphins, this is a big litmus test for them. Like I said, Puma, they're, 
the only concern I have left for them, honestly, is what they're going to do on the road in the cold in the playoffs, right? In Buffalo, in Kansas City. And this is one of those games where they can get some familiarity with the elements, um, being outside cold in in, uh, in the Northeast or in the North in general. So I'm looking forward to see that. I want to see what Chubb can do, um, if he's going to play at all, and how much snaps he, how many snaps he has. And I want to see what Tua does, man. Tua so far, you know, any game that he started and finished, he's undefeated, right? Only him and Jalen Hurts can say that this year. Uh, the guy looks confident. Um, Mike McDaniel, I, I tell you about Puma. He should be coach of the year candidate. He really should be, man. Like, what he's done with Puma, what he's done with Tua, it, it's remarkable. And it just goes to show you with how badly Brian Flores just butchered this whole thing. Because there is a confident, good quarterback in Tua deep down that Brian Flores never was able to tap into. And I think we got to give a lot of love and adulation to Mike McDaniels for believing in the kid and then scheming up like no other man. He's like a mad genius back there right now. He's like Chip Kelly in college a few years ago, but in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hell, Tua was doing a presser today, I think after practice, and he sounded like a, a little bit salty saying, you know, how his deep ball, hey guys, the deep ball improved much this week and, and whatnot. Like he was kind of ribbing the media a little bit. So I, I love this side of Tua. I wasn't high on Tua coming out of out of college. I mean, Jay, you know this, but um, I'm start. I'm, I'm buying it on Tua Tagovailoa. I could I could take the L. Uh, you know, things change, and he's. I'm, I'm definitely happy that he is the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins right now. So, so you know how like we talk a lot about intangibles, Puma, and it's something that we say because we can't really quantify or articulate what an intangible is for a quarterback. Tua's got it. Tua mm-hmm. has it. The leadership. Like, I will never be able to forget that night in in the BCS Championship game where they're down by, like, 10 points to a vaunted Clemson team, and Jalen Hurts is thinking it up, and and, um, Nick Saban's like, all right, kid, go out there, and Tua goes out there and just starts slinging it downfield. Um, so I think I think as his confidence grows, he's one of those quarterbacks that the more reps he has, the more confident he is, the more he, he thrives in a positive, like, you know, a great environment. And years ago, this is a quick little story. Years ago, Bill Belichick, before he's moving off of Tom Brady, he commissioned a study uh, done by some like psychology group about how Brady, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, all these great titans of their sports reacted to the environment. And it came back that most of them, like Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, thrived off of like a lot of like built up like like resentment and negativity but Brady was one of those few that you know thrived in a very positive loving nurturing uh, environment and I think that's the same thing with Tua that's what I get just his background you know very laid back Hawaiian kind of guy right so he needs that that support and the camaraderie and and I think Mike Downs is giving it to him and I think we're only going to see him get better and better as the year goes on Mm mm-hmm 